This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Um, I want to throw this at you guys real quick um, before before we head out. It's actually there's, there's also a potential fashion segment too. Um, oh, but okay. but uh, Bridget, you mentioned uh, a, a week or week or two ago. I don't really remember when, but you called Nick Felino the captain of the bottom six. Mm-hmm. And I just want to bring this up. Remember that time like a month ago when the Bruins put him on waivers and we were all like, they finally made the tough call that they had to make. And it's almost just kind of like, you can't, you can't really imagine this top six playing this well without him in, in the mix right now. And it's, it's just, it's just crazy how much difference a month can make between the perception of a player. Like here we all were thinking like somebody, please take him, get his cap off the books. And now he, all of a sudden he looks like the Nick Felino of that was a captain in Columbus through 17 games this year. And he's a huge part of this team. Yeah, and he and he sets up the second Krejci goal, and and like it's not only that he's just affecting the bottom six, like you said, like he's getting time on ice on the second power play unit, and and he's been able to play with the some top six guys, and and looks completely comfortable. Um, and that was a beautiful setup um, that he had, the two that he had. Um, so it's nice to see, and he really is a very intelligent hockey player intelligent person, um, really a nice guy. He gives, you know, some of the better answers. Like he, he's very willing to, to be open to as well in post game and in different interviews. So, um, he just seems really happy right now too. Like after the game, when we talked to him, he just wanted to go on and on because he has so much that he's like proud of with the team and, and just different experiences that he's bringing into it. Um, and, and, you know, I think he just is enjoying the results, um, both the team's results and his own personal results. And he's just using it and, and feeding off of it. Kind of the way when Jake DeBrus got going, he just kind of like snowballed. It just feels like there's a little bit of that effect with Felino. Yeah, and when they put him on waivers, it's like, yeah, everyone knows there's, you know, a 99% chance he's not getting claimed, especially coming off the season he was coming off the cap hit that he has, but it's like, there was always that small chance. Like, you know, people mentioned like, Hey, what if Tortorella and Philly wanted him? You know, it's kind of a younger team that could use a veteran leader. Like what if they Mm -hmm. found a way to do something? It's like, you don't expect it, but Hey, when it plays on waivers, there's always a chance. So um yeah obviously they're looking back on it now they're thrilled that he wasn't claimed and that he's still here and now like when we're talking about how they're going to eventually clear salary off the books um when Fulbert returns it's like he, he's not even part of the conversation like, like we could sit yeah, here and, he's like it's like he has immunity 
yeah, we could like sit here and debate, you know, whether he's overpaid. Like I think 3.8 million for any fourth liner is, is an awful lot, but he's not going anywhere. Like to your point, like he, he's been good enough and he's such a leader on that line and in the bottom six overall. And just for the team in general, that he is too valuable. Like he's too valuable to them that even, yeah. Okay. Even if his cap hits higher than it should be, you want him on the team and you feel like it would be at this point, a, a fairly significant hit if they lost him. Like there, there's other guys that they would rather move that are more, you know, a little more expendable and you know, it's not going to be easy. Like every team knows what their situation is, but I don't think it, it wouldn't have been easy to move Felino either. Like it, even with his good start, I don't think you'd have teams lined up, like giving you an asset. Like it would still, no matter what that cap clearing move is going to be a tough one unless, mm-hmm. you know, cause you unless, have to sweeten the deal. Yeah. Unless they surprise us and move someone that we're not even really talking about or, or anticipating, but. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the funny thing to your point, Brian, about how the difference among a month makes, I, when they first waved, Riley as well it's like I was at first kind of taken aback by that move and um he hasn't gotten you know maybe very many chances um but he hasn't been missed uh too much in the lineup either so originally I was like okay Felino, that makes sense Riley you know maybe I wouldn't have done that but now it just seems like the opposite's true and, and um I think that Felino would be a big loss also um, in this already shit show of a PR situation because he's so universally liked and just a good guy and one of those like character guys that you have in your locker room and and a leader um, and somebody who was like did handle things really well during the PR nightmare with Mitchell Miller Um that it doesn't make sense to move him for a lot of reasons, but that would be just another thing where you're like, okay, our culture is this. And Felino is a big part of our culture because of the way that he is as a leader. And then you move him. So I don't know. And I just think he's very safe at this point. Yeah. I mean, and you know, Scott used the term fourth liner and that's, you know, objectively what he's being used as right now, but he's also a fourth liner who's, you know, getting second power play minutes and he has nine points in 17 games, which is, a little bit better than a traditional fourth liner. And, um, you know, you say 3.8 million, if he can stay healthy this year and give you close to 40 points, combine that with his locker room leadership and on ice leadership, all of a sudden 3.8 is kind of not seeing it that crazy. I mean, it's not like he's making seven, right? So yeah, it's a great comeback story for him so far. And hopefully that continues. I'm willing to pass the baton on the fashion segment until um, this news that I saw is official. Uh, which was just a potential winter classic uniform league. I'll save that for a later day for a rainy day. Um, I don't think, I, I don't believe that's, that's entirely accurate anyways. What got leaked. So. Mm. Yeah. So I guess we'll just, we'll just wait until we see that on the 29th when it comes out. So who leaked it? If it's fake news, <laughs> who just, yeah, some, some Bruins avatar Twitter account. There's like a million of them. Although Pete Blackburn did say he responded to yeah. it. He quote tweeted, said like he didn't know, like like he didn't know if this was definitely it, but it was similar to like something he's heard. So 
It might not be far off, but I don't think that was the actual jersey. We'll mm. just have to wait for that fashion segment then. Yeah. Well, I don't think when. Oh when wait, I... wait! Ronald McDonald jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll tweet that out from the from the skate park conference <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. So they were they both texted in the group chat. Oh. I really like these new uh, Devils jerseys that they got. And I said, I like them too, but they're giving me Ronald McDonald vibes. And then you can't unsee it once you see it. <laughs> yeah. And Brian yeah. photoshopped Ronald McDonald <laughs> over Nico Heischer. How, how, how natural did that, did that mugshot look too? It looked just it looked like a hockey <laughs> card. It was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. I mean, he's like, wow, I didn't know Ronald McDonald was a defenseman for the New Jersey Devils. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Our listeners are like, yeah, I probably have to be there. Um, yeah, no, we're <laughs> no, we'll, the, we'll the tweet it out. Retro. Yeah, tweet it out because it's great Photoshop work by you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to look good. It's going to look good. Um, oh, one other thing, too. I just wanted to mention this, and this is so random, but I was watching the Canadians Devils game last night, and it got me thinking. I was like, why does it feel like it's been 10 years since the Bruins played the Canadians? And then. Yeah. It, it, they've only played them three times in the last, like, two calendar years, I feel like, or four times. And they play them three times this year and only once at the Garden. What the yeah. hell is wrong? What's, what's up with that? Like, is the league really trying to just sabotage this rivalry forever? Very random, I know, but that just pops in my head. All right, I, it's getting late. Um, I think we should probably wrap it up unless you guys have anything else. Yeah, I don't like I don't like this new schedule. Like, the the way that you play some division teams only three times, it's, it's brutal. Like, if you remember last year, they – only had three games against the Maple Leafs and like Bruins Maple Leafs obviously in recent years has been a great rivalry. They only played three times last season. And one of them was the last game of the regular season. It was completely. Yeah, and that's, that's, it, like, isn't that how it is again this year? They play, they play at the very end of the season. Um, against, let's see. But yeah, um, at, at the very least, the NHL needs to make it so that the last game of the regular season is not a division game. Well, it's Montreal, the last game of the division. This yeah, year, and, so. and again, same thing. So they basically like flipped with Toronto, like mm-hmm. to Brian's point, like that's one of three against Montreal, and it's going to be a potentially completely meaningless game. And I don't even think they played them the first time until like January or something. It's just stupid. It's like, yeah, like, so, and by the way, like, I know there was something called a pandemic that happened in the last few years. So I know that a lot of games were canceled and seasons were canceled. Well, that whole, that whole COVID season, they didn't play a single Canadian team. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're in the, uh, the Tim Hortons division, but, um, (laughs) but, but it's just, it's so weird to me that like, you know, you look at a calendar and it's like the Bruins and Canadians have only like by by the time this season ends. So fast forward to spring of twenty three, the Bruins and the Canadians will have only played at the Garden like three times in like four years in a four year span. Like that's just that's crazy to me. It really is insane. It would be worse if the Canadians were decent. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, they're getting like there. You, they're getting yeah. there. They got, they got some surprises on D that we didn't anticipate this going into this year. Uh, Jack guy and um, uh, what's that kid's name? Caden uh, Gooley, I think his name is, or something like that. Pretty good player too. But they're on, they're getting there. But still, just want to see him play the Bruins. It's 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 a lost it's a lost rivalry the last handful of years. They got to pick that back up. But anyway, 
we'll, we'll talk about that at a later time. I know Bridget has to cut this up and she's, she's had a long day. I can see it on her face. So, and I have to drive to Yale again tomorrow morning. So God bless you. God bless you. Can listen I to love New pod Haven. Pod. You can throw the skate pod on, on the radio when you're driving though. I, do you know, do you know Bridget, I already know what I said though. Do you know what Bridget told me about her? All these trips to New Haven. She never gets the pizza down there. I'm like, <laughs> that's like the one thing everybody knows about New Haven. Okay, well, that's not my fault. I get out of work. I get out of broadcasting the games, and they're all closed. And I don't eat much before I broadcast. That's a fair point. But you do have to enjoy the pizza down there. It's it's really good. They got yeah. four or five really good places. Like I'll really get around good. to it. I'll, By the I'll, way, get a, I'll get a late-night pizza one of these nights. I'll make someone pick it up for me while I'm at the game. By the way, Bridget, great job on the uh, the BC Lowell broadcast. Thank you. I was listening. I'm sure Scott was listening. Yep. It was a great you did a great Thank job. Thank you. Of course, Again. the the Bruins line, the the quote unquote Bruins line didn't get to play together because Trevor Kuntar got suspended for the game. So I was like, oh man, I had so much to say, and I was gonna like really hype up this Bruins line because I like you know for for people who were wanting to follow Bruins prospects, it's easy. It's just one, two, three. They're all they're all Bruins prospects right here on this line all together. Um, and yeah, he had to get suspended. So, but That's Oscar Jelvik, right? what? One of them scored though, right? Yeah, Oscar yeah, Jelvik scored the game winner. So yeah, that was a that was a nice goal on the power play. He can like faked out a little player at the blue line, and then just walked in and picked a spot. Yeah, it was a really nice goal, and and it gave them the win. So that that was at least nice. But I was a little bummed out that they didn't they didn't all get to play together. Yeah, I saw like I saw fan footage of the uh, Kuntar thing. I didn't even like it. Didn't even seem like he did anything it was just kind of a scrum but like maybe at college rules like they probably just have no tolerance for that type of stuff i think he might have said something because when i watched it back he was literally face mask to face mask with the other guy and like in his face like screaming something at him that i couldn't tell what it, what he said mm, but maybe that's that all i can think that's but it was um you know it was unfortunate because that's the guy that's further along of those prospects the other two are freshmen gasso and jelvik are freshmen and Kuntar is a junior, so he's the one that's closer to, you know, eventually entering the Bruins system. So it would have been nice to see him firsthand um, broadcasting, I guess, and on Nesson where everybody could see him because he's been, you know, you can watch all the games on ESPN Plus, but, you know, Nesson's right there and, and easy for everyone to watch. So, well, just drop me out. <laughs> And that's a sign that it's time to end the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Brian's time. hat. Brian's hat is done. <laughs> I had my hat's time for it's, it's ready for bed. I know I am. Um, all right. Bruins, Bruins play the Blackhawks Saturday at the Garden. We'll be back probably Saturday or Sunday to talk about that. Thank you for listening. Good night. <laughs>